the IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch. And my name is Steve Choquette. And today we have Rajiv Saxena from IBM. Rajiv, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Rajiv, we've started by asking people this question. So what is it that you do for IBM? I work in product strategy, product management as program director, and I'm currently responsible for uh, go-to-market strategy for IBM VMware portfolio. Great, great. And so, you know, today today is, I guess, our second episode of um, of this group of episodes on software-defined data centers. And in the first one, we talked about some of the challenges. And I want to kind of go a little bit deeper into that. Are there any specific capabilities that are needed for a software-defined data center? Some, you know, some of the examples I were thinking were, you know, maybe task automation or, you know, something with the architecture across uh, a hybrid environment, but anything capability-wise like that? So first thing is that uh, I think, as most of you know, that software-defined data center abstracts all the resources in a data center and creates a pool of resources so that you can easily subscribe to those resources. Now, uh, these days, customers are using software-defined data centers in a hybrid cloud requirement, uh, hybrid cloud uh, situation. So, especially for that kind of use case, I think it becomes really important that when you are bringing your workloads to a software-defined data center, then if the learning curve is small, if you're using the similar or same technology, uh, what you use or what you're used to uh, using on on-prem, then it really helps. And these days, I think it has become a sort of um, mandatory requirement, I would say. So Rajiv, as you know, we talked with um, JD Wells in the first episode about all the differences for a software-defined data center and how basically how it differs from a standard data center. But basically, as he was talking through it, everything kind of pointed towards this magical software or intelligent software system that runs in the background. So can you explain a little bit how that works? And is that really the magic behind everything? Yeah, you can say that. Um, uh, it's it's definitely magical, uh, magical in the sense that the way it abstracts all the resources behind the scene and kind of decouples all the physical uh, resources, that is really a magic because rather than subscribing to the whole box or whole node, you're just subscribing to a couple of vCPUs or a couple of uh, uh, RAM and, and things like that. So it's definitely a magic. But at the same time, I think more important thing about the SDDC or Software Defined Data Center is how user-friendly it is, both in terms of uh, cost as well as in terms of usability. So that is definitely very important. So, you know, we know that you can use a, a software-defined data center to provision with a cloud, within a cloud, because, of course, that's its whole purpose. Um, today, is it possible to do the same thing across, say, a multi-cloud environment or a hybrid cloud environment? Or is that something we can look forward to in the near future, Rajiv? 
Sure. So I would say multi-cloud environment has become a reality these days. But at the same time, I think we are not um, in a situation where everything is, you know, uh, very nicely integrated. All the vendors uh, can talk to each other in a free format. So we are still not there. Uh, but I think all the vendors are working um, in those technologies so that customers will be able to subscribe to any of the um, uh, any any of the offerings coming from different vendors in a very seamless manner. Of course, customers are using multi-cloud cloud environment to create some kind of diversification in their infrastructure. Hybrid cloud is something which is more popular, and vendors like IBM uh, have a very good state-of-the-art technology to support hybrid cloud environment. So we know we can do hybrid cloud environments. What kind of stuff can we do with um, the IBM capabilities that we have in this space, the IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions and hybrid cloud? Yeah, IBM Cloud for VMware has really great features to support hybrid cloud. Uh, we have uh, the, the, the basic concept behind IBM's hybrid cloud um, infrastructure is that we are using the same interfaces what a customer is using on-prem uh, versus on cloud. So basically, there is no learning curve involved for customers. Uh, they can be productive on cloud from the day one. In other words, we are using the same VMware technology behind the scene, whether it is cloud or customers are using it on-prem. Uh, also, we provide different consumption models um, on cloud and uh, so, so that customers can use it as per the requirements and it becomes a very, very flexible model for them to consume it on cloud. So speaking of that, Rajiv, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the difference really of like, let's say me having my server running it here in my home office as opposed to running it in the cloud. Like I'm sure you're saying there's massive benefits and talk to me a little bit about those benefits, right? For example, like if a bank uses it, if a bank moves to VMware or a retail store, what are the actual benefits? Of course, there's going to be some cost savings involved in it as well, right? But from a technology standpoint, can they innovate quicker? What's the bigger benefits behind the actual technology? That's a very good question. So um, cost is definitely a very important factor, but at the same time, you rightly ask, uh, what are other reasons? So I think the main reason behind using the cloud is that IBM as a vendor provides a great set of technologies through IBM Cloud Catalog, which can be infused into different applications. For example, if a customer is interested in using artificial intelligence into one of their applications, uh, the technology is readily available on our cloud, so without uh, a lot of development, they can easily integrate that technology. Suppose a customer is going to use a really some kind of modern database or um, blockchain or things like that, they can easily integrate. Uh, another thing is why customers look for this uh, technology because they want their IT team to be sort of redeployed to 
perform their core activities rather than performing these mundane tasks of managing and maintaining uh, the infrastructure. So from that perspective also, uh, cloud plays a very important role. I was thinking I, I did a little bit of homework before um, we, we uh, started today, and um, I saw that the IBM Cloud for VMware Solutions has three different consumption models, and they're pretty much what you'd expect. You know, you've got the on-demand that's multi-tenant. You've got some sort of reserve that says, yeah, but I need to know for sure that I can get these 20 gig or something. You know, and that's also multi-tenant. And then, you know, finally, there's the dedicated, which is, you know, just for me, single tenant. Is it likely that a a, a scenario, a, some sort of customer scenario where they might use all three at the same time? I mean, would that be different applications or could a single application, you know, look for all three of those? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, for example, if uh, a customer has a set of critical and non-critical applications, um, as well as applications which uh, which have fluctuation in demand, so based on that, they will choose the right consumption model. Um, for example, uh, applications which need a lot of control, which need uh, some kind of security tooling or monitoring tooling where they knew they need the root level access and full control, they would go for the client managed dedicated uh, model. If they are looking for some kind of uh, more flexibility and they are looking for a managed service for some of the applications, they would go for the reserve model. Um, and then Applications where looking for complete flexibility where they do not have to do any kind of planning, for example, development and test where they do not know how many projects are coming up and how many projects are going to shut down, they would probably choose on-demand. Also, for disaster recovery case where the compute is not going to be used continuously, only once in a while, uh, they would go for on-demand. So yeah, a customer would have use cases for all three consumption models, and we are we see that happening uh, very often. Uh, the customers choose all a, a kind of good combination of all three so that it is most economical and most flexible um, uh, setup for them. So Rajiv, a few times through it, I heard you saying you can do it in our cloud, somebody else's cloud and create hybrid. So my assumption is that IBM are not the only provider of VMware on the cloud. So what are we doing that everybody else is not doing or, or what distinguishes or what makes me think that, yeah, I'd want to run my VMware solution on IBM cloud. Sure. I mean, as a DC or software defined data center is not any technology. It has been there for several years now. Um, so I won't name any particular vendor, but at the same time, I would say that IBM has the, most versatile set of options available to its customers. For example, if you go for dedicated client manager options, you have tons of configurations to choose from. No other vendor provides those kind of uh, configurations to its customers. Same thing on the uh, shared side or multi-tenant side or the uh, IBM managed side, where we are selling capacity not like fixed-size VMs. Some of our competitors are selling fixed-size VMs, so you're kind of logged into that VM size and you have very little flexibility. In our case, once you buy the capacity, 
within that capacity you can bring any kind of vms any number of vms as long as you are within those capacity limits uh, and last but not the least i would also say that um, you know it's also a very attractive feature for our customers that you can shut down your vms and don't pay for uh, compute so that's all that so basically all these features make ibm uh, offering kind of uh, very very unique and it's it, it stands out compared to its co- competitors I like that. So, um, Rajiv, as we come to the end of this, where could I find, is there a single URL, maybe a simple URL without, you know, 65 different letters and numbers that I could find more information about the IBM Cloud for VMware solutions? Rather than people remember the URL, I would suggest that if you go to any search engine like Google and type IBM VMware, IBM space VMware, the first link would be www.ibm.com forward slash VMware forward slash solutions. So you don't have to remember the URL, but I still told you the URL. Once you go there, you will find all the information available related to our solutions. One thing I would like to mention that for our uh, IBM managed offering, uh, sometimes we call it shared offering or uh, offering based on vCloud Director. We are running a very special promotion. So without incurring any cost, you can um, uh, use this application. We provide around $500 credit to you. So there is no risk. Try it out, guys. Yeah, that's always a good way to to get started on the cloud is that... that um... You know, don't don't go with it without uh, trying it on. Kind of like uh, even as you look at clothes. Well, Rajiv, thanks a lot for coming on our show today. We, um, you know, we talked about what are some of the different things that make up a software-defined data center and all the things that underneath that work and and how really the intelligent software systems come across as magic to those of us that have been around a while. Uh, we see different consumption models, different places where we stand out against the competitors, which I certainly appreciate, and all kinds of wonderful, uh, you know, other benefits that come towards the business user. So, Rajiv, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you very much. And folks, um, I appreciate you listening. Ian and I appreciate you listening every week as we publish this. Um, if you're not subscribed. Don't forget, we really could use your support. Just, you know, we're not asking for money. We're just asking you to go out there and subscribe and follow along and keep up with us as we go through, you know, a number of different topics and and, uh, episode series as we go. Well, tune in next week. We're going to cover disaster recovery and backup. So how does that work in a software-defined data center? Thanks again. Thanks again.